This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. talking with you about the mental side of sports. Look forward to doing this show with you each and every week as we explore the world of your mind and sports, how it affects your confidence, how it affects your attitude, how it affects your preparation, how it affects what you do as an athlete, as a coach, as a fan. You know, I've been in practice. I'm in my 43rd year of work as a sports psychologist. I've been fortunate enough to be on the radio here in Kansas City for a long time, over 30 years. Last 22 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And I love doing this show with you every week because what we do is we focus on you. How to get into the mental aspect of sports. And, you know, I try to bring up topics each week that I think will be of interest to our listeners and our shows, which are podcasted everywhere. Um, my website, winnersunlimited.com, and all the major podcast apps. Uh, people comment throughout the week. I get emails and messages throughout the week from a lot of people who've been listening to the different podcasts about these topics, you know, giving me ideas of things to talk about. And, you know, as, as we're now into August, mid-August, high school and college is starting. Schools are starting. Uh, everybody's getting ready for their fall sports experiences. And what's it going to take to be successful? What are the issues and topics that come up? And, you know, throughout my, my career, I've worked with so many different people on so many different topics. And I've sort of come up with a synopsis that there are four key words. There, there, there's all kinds of words. Obviously, we can look at as important words in sports. Um, team building, relationships, communication issues, um, how committed you are, how dedicated you are to your sport, whatever whatever the words might be. But I, I, I found four key words that I like to talk about the keys to success. First one's preparation. Second one is focus. Third one is attitude. The fourth one is confidence. And you know, when you talk about sports, there's so many different issues that come up. Communication is so important. Obviously, we can throw that in there because being an honest and open communicator as a coach with your athletes is so important. I work with so many athletes. I work with a lot of professional athletes who, quite frankly, have issues with their coaches because they feel the communication skills aren't there, the communication channels aren't there. 
and I hear this all the way down down to youth sports as well. But at the professional level, as as much, I hear it maybe more than than at others, because so many athletes at the professional level get frustrated with their coaches because hey, I'm not playing, or you're not playing the way I'm supposed to play. How can you do that? How can you change that? Whatever it might be, and. When I work with with athletes, one of the things, and it doesn't matter what level they're at, I encourage them to talk to their coaches. And a lot of people are afraid to talk to their coaches. It's interesting. They're afraid to bring up, why am I not playing? Why are you playing me out of position? How come I don't get to start? All these types of issues come up. So communication is so important. But one of the the things that that I start off with, the the four key words, preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence, I call it PFAC. Preparation... It's about how you get ready mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and nutritionally. What are the things you do to get yourself ready to play? How do you handle that? How do you approach it? And a lot of that has to do with what's my role? Where do I stand? Visualization is such a key part of preparation. And I've worked with with the, the issue of visualization since grad school in, in the late 1970s. When I started taking it, I took a sports psychology class in grad school in 1977, fall 77, from Dr. Robert Nidefer, who was the man who trained me, and, and I became enamored with visualization because it's like, wow, this makes so much sense. How do you do you see yourself doing what you want to do before you do it? And I never really thought about that when I played competitive tennis when I was in high school and and, and, and other times of my life. Because it's like, gosh, if I'd done that, I would have been a heck of a lot better. So visualization is part of the preparation part. You know, when you mentally get yourself prepared to play, you take the time to visualize yourself, see yourself playing. And I have visualization exercises on my website, winnersunlimited.com, specifically for hitting and pitching baseball, for tennis, bowling, swimming, running, a generic one. And I talk about visualizing, picture yourself doing what you want to do before you do it. Research has shown that athletes who take the time to visualize and and mentally picture themselves doing their event before they do it have an 85 to 90% greater chance of success than if they don't. So preparation has a lot to do with how you visualize, how you prepare. How do you take the time to relax beforehand? Do you take the time to, to get yourself in the right frame of mind? I talked to an NFL player yesterday who was anxious before a preseason game, and we got into the whole visualization aspect of what he's doing. And after we talked about that, he said, Doc, this really helps because it, it helps me calm down and relax because I know I'm going to do fine, but I need to just see it before I do it. So preparation is so important. The second word is focus. What are you concentrating on when you're playing? You know, and so much of focus has to do with distractions. What are the distractions mentally, internally, and externally, physically, that can get in the way? What are some of the things that distract you? I always ask people to, to make a list of what are the your distractions? What are the things that get in your way? And then we put up a, put together a game plan to deal with those distractions because when you're you know you if you've played sports 
I guarantee you've heard this before from a coach. You've got to focus. You've got to concentrate better. Oftentimes, what happens is, from a focus perspective, you get distracted internally by your thoughts. You start thinking negative things or things like, I can't or I won't or I'm not good enough. Or external things by the environment around you, by other people, the, the, the people around you, whether it's competitors, teammates, coaches, fans, whoever it might be. How all that affects you. And so being able to focus has so much to do with dealing with what distracts you, what gets in your way. The next word's attitude. All right, so I'm going to ask my producer, Cavell, to get on the air with us here. Okay, Cavell, attitude. There are, let me ask you this question and see if you can get it. There are three kinds of attitudes. What do you think they are? Three types of attitudes. That's not a trick question, my friend. It's, I know it's early. It I know feels, it's early. Yeah, no, no caffeine. <laughs> but... Hmm. All right. What's the question again? What? What? There are three kinds of attitudes you can have. What do you think they are? It's positive. That's one. You're, you're okay. You're batting a thousand. Uh huh. Negative. Uh, you're batting a thousand twice. And this is a, this is the key one. What's the third one? Neutral. I call it realistic. Realistic. So, all right. So I'll give you a nine nine fifty on that. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. So positive is I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Negative is, I suck, I'm not any good, I can't, I'm going to fail, whatever. Realistic is, I've been busting my butt, I've been training hard, but this team we're playing today, they, my opponent that I'm playing today is a lot better than me. But I'm going to go at it with the right attitude and see what I can do. So I always talk with people about trying to have a positive, realistic attitude. Positive, realistic is, you want to be upbeat before you play, before you compete, whatever it is. But you got to be realistic about where you're at with your training. Maybe you're coming back from an injury. Maybe you've taken time off. Maybe you've had a break. So the expectations you put on yourself sometimes can be unrealistic. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set a PR today. Well, that's great if you say that, but maybe you haven't been training hard. Okay, so then you don't. Then you get then that negativity comes in. Maybe you're swimming a, a 200 uh, fly, 200 butterfly. And at the first 100, you're feeling good. Then you make the turn, and boy, that pain starts to kick in, and that stroke starts to hurt. And, and man, I'll tell you, I've worked with swimmers my whole career. I've worked with, what, eight, eight gold medalists, Olympic gold medalists throughout my career through the Kansas City Blazers program. We've had a number of them. And I'll tell you what, how, how they deal with that pain is such a big part of it, and that's where the attitude part comes in. And I've spent so much time when it comes to having a realistic attitude. I know I'm going to hurt. I know the pain's going to be there, but I'm not going to let it pull me down. And when they can do that, they seem to do a lot better. And then that takes us to the fourth word, confidence. So, Cavell, what's your definition of confidence? What's your definition of self-confidence? Definition of self-confidence. It and is, you've got a lot of it. I know that. I have too much of it, I think. <laughs> um, self-confidence. Just So what's the definition of self-confidence? What's it mean to you? What's it mean to me to just, among uh, beyond everything else, have to be able to believe in myself to be able to get something done? Man, you're you know, you are batting like close to a thousand today on everything. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, maybe coffee's the problem. Maybe too much of it's, yeah. it takes you out of your realm. Okay, <laughs> okay. Believing in yourself. Okay, I ask that question when I when I start with a new client. I asked them their definition of winning, their definition of losing, and their definition of self-confidence. 
winning to me is about going out and did I do the best? I, you won if you did the best you could that day. My definition of winning is not that you came in first place. It's that you accomplish your goals. Losing is about quitting, failing, not, do, not doing what you wanted to do, why you didn't do it. And then self-confidence, as you just stated, the ability to believe in yourself. Now, that's why I, I started off with what I call preparation, focus, and attitude before confidence, the three of the four words that are keys to success. Because if, if you're prepared the right way, you prepare for success and failure. You're, you focus on what you need to do, what you've got control over, and try to deal with the distractions that might get in the way. You try to have a positive, realistic attitude about where you're going to be. Where do you think your self-confidence will be when you're out there? When I'm out. Whatever you're doing. My, it's, it's usually inflated self-confidence because that's what you have to have to get no, through no, this you're world. Not supposed, don't say that. We're on the radio. It's early in the morning. No, okay. <laughs> no, but you're feeling, what you're saying is you're feeling really good about yourself. Yes, if I have to go drive to Texas and then come right back, I've got to believe I can make a 20-hour drive. Without a speeding ticket. Without a speeding ticket. Okay. Okay. So, I want to open our open up our phone lines this morning. Unless we can get some calls in here. I, I, I think when you want to look at how you play your sport, these four words, preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence, to me, are the keys, the foundation of what allows you to succeed and get better. So, I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach... What's your opinion on that? Is there something else we should throw in there? What, do you talk about these four words with your team, with your athletes? Do you emphasize these things? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I'd love to get some calls in here, get some discussion going if you're a coach. What's your opinion? What are the, what are the key words you try to focus on psychologically, mentally, emotionally? with your athletes before a game, before training. If you're an athlete, what do you try to focus on? What are you thinking about before you go onto the golf course, the tennis court, the swimming pool, the, ten- the baseball diamond, the soccer field, the basketball court, wherever it might be? What mentally do you try to get into and think about? Because if you, if you have the right approach psychologically, it doesn't mean you're going to win. Because I'm not talking about winning. I'm talking about succeeding. You're going to get better. All right, our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear if you're a coach. If you're an athlete, what are, what are the words you think about before you compete? What are the things in your mindset before you go out there to, to, to play your sport? What's going on in your head? You know, we talk about getting, you know, years ago I used to work with a, a swim team. One of my first jobs, and I used to back back then I would do slide you know slides. Covell, remember those things? And I used to do slide presentations. Slide, oh yeah, yeah, okay. I know that's out of, out of touch. Anyway, <laughs> um, they're all downloaded on my on my phone now. But but I had a slide presentation. One like thing is I, I you, yeah, okay, slide project. Yeah, sorry for the, cutting you off. I just wanted to make sure. No, those yeah, I've gotten rid of mine. They're they're out of touch now. Anyway, but those things are great, by the way. Anyway. Um, I had a bunch of slides showing swimmers stretching before they they would swim their races. And one of the things we talked about with them is when they were swimming, before they're swimming, while they're stretching, 
what were they thinking about? So they were physically stretching, but they're also mentally stretching their minds, mentally getting their minds ready to go. You know, as I always like to say, you can have two athletes are physically the same, but the one with a stronger mind will come out on top. Having a stronger mind to me has a lot to do with your preparation, your focus, your attitude, and your confidence. So I want to open up our phone lines at 913-3810-810. I'd love to hear from you. If you're a coach, what are the things you do to get your athletes prepared to play? Are these the words you try to focus on or maybe not? If you're an athlete, how do you get ready to play? What mentally are the things you, that you that you do and try to do in your mind to get yourself ready? And if, if you're a parent, what do you say to your kids on the way to the game before the game? Do you try to concentrate on those things or are you focusing a lot on results? You better go two for four today. You better make sure you get two hits today. You better make sure you complete all those passes. You better, sh- you better make shots. What goes on mentally and physically before a game? All right, 913 is our number. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. That was Elvis Presley. I just saw a show last week on vacation with an Elvis Presley impersonator who was almost better than Elvis. He was that good. My wife, my wife was standing up dancing in, in, in the audience. She was having so much fun watching him. Really? Anyway, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Anyway, this is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show. Here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. As I said, our shows are podcasted everywhere. You can always tune in at my website, winnersunlimited.com. Click on the podcast tab or any of the major apps. You know, SoundCloud has me out there. I've been listened to over 300,000 times on SoundCloud. It's interesting. I got on there and looked at the statistics. Uh, all over the world, people are listening to these shows, which is, which is humbling. And it's very interesting to see how many people are interested in this topic because... You know, I've been on the radio over 30 years here, the last 23 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and I've talked about sports psychology forever. I've talked about the mental side of sports forever. And when I first started working, graduated in 1981 from grad school, moved back here to Kansas City from San Diego, and I interviewed at four of the local colleges, the smaller colleges here in the Kansas City area. No one was interested in hiring me. They they didn't believe in the necessity, the importance of a sports psychologist. In fact, the athletic director at one of the colleges, an elderly gentleman who, quite frankly, was pretty arrogant, told me he, he didn't believe in hocus-pocus and witchcraft and said, uh, thanks for coming in, and threw his cape over his shoulder and walked away. Well, that didn't age well. No. Well, it pissed me off, to be honest with you, because it's like, you know, you don't understand. Um, for years, I've been doing this show and talked about the importance of mental health, talked the importance of mindsets, and for years, a lot of people didn't believe in it. You know, I've had a, a number of jobs where there'd be a coaching change and a new coach would come in. Um, thought it was stupid to have me around. I mean, I had one major league baseball manager who won a World Series who thought it was dumb to have me around. Didn't see the need of it. Now, you're seeing it everywhere. You see 
mental health consultants across the board in sports. Because the psychological importance of being an athlete, not just not just about playing, but about their well-being is so important. And that's why those four words I mentioned, preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence, it's not about going out and playing. It's about your daily life, too. And I work with so many athletes at the collegiate and professional level who want to talk about things that go on in their lives and how it affects them. And we get into, how do you get prepared? You know, if you've got something personal going on, how do you deal with that? You know, and and we view professional athletes and, and oftentimes now collegiate and Olympians as, well, they're they're superior physically, they're superior mentally too. Well, the bottom line is they're still people. And they may be, you know, I had the privilege to be the Kansas City Royals' first sports psychologist back in 1990. Got to be around George Brett, Bo Jackson, Tom Gordon, Frank White, Willie Wilson, Brett Saberhagen, all those guys. I had my own locker in the locker room, got to know them all personally. Kevin Seitzer. Okay, I want to give, give out a, a, a nod to Kevin Seitzer right now. He's the Atlanta Braves hitting coach. If anybody's checked anything out in baseball right now, look what he's doing with them. And Kevin's been on the show before, and he's talked about how important mindsets are. And so preparation is, is, is about what do you do to get ready to play? And if you've got something personal going on, you've got a personal issue going on, are you dealing with that? Professional athletes, collegiate athletes, every athlete, no matter who you are, has to deal with that stuff. So I'd like to hear from you. If, you, if you're a coach, give us a call, 913 how do you prepare the athletes you coach to get ready to play? And what if they've got something personal going on that's maybe affecting how they're doing? What do you do about that? Do you say anything to them about that? Do you try to confront it? Do you, do you ignore it? I've, I've dealt with so many coaches over my career who are strong advocates of Mental preparation, strong advocates of of being in the right place mentally before you go out and play, and dealing with who you are. And then I've dealt with a lot of coaches who would get rid of me, quite frankly, because they didn't want me around to deal with that stuff. Years ago, the pro soccer team here in town, I worked with for a number of years, hired a new coach, and he made him get made the owner get rid of me. The owner said, "You're not, I'm not getting rid of you." And the coach says, "Well, if you don't get rid of him, I'm quitting." Because he thought it was stupid to have a psychologist there. And a lot of the players, they didn't agree with that. In fact, my very first guest on my very first show was one of those players, Alan Mayer, one of the greatest people I've ever known, great goalkeeper. Alan came on when I started my 40th year of work, came on my show and talked about he was the first guest I had, my first show, and then came on when I started my 40th year. And we talked about how important the mental aspect is. So if you're a coach, what do you what do you do to get your team prepared? 913-3810-810. If you're an athlete, what do you do to get prepared? And I talked about the four key words, preparation, focus, attitude, confidence. What do you what do you focus on when you're playing? And what are the distractions that get in the way? I'm gonna have Cavell get into this conversation with me about this. So distractions are everywhere. They're personal, they're physical, they're emotional, psychological, there's the stuff you're thinking, the stuff you're feeling, and the things around you. So what was the main sport you played? 
football. Okay. And you played, obviously, defensive lineman. <laughs> no. Maybe a few months ago it looked like I did. No. But no, uh, running back and receiver. Okay. So when you would get ready to play a game, what did you, let, let's go back and talk about that. What did you do to prepare? And what did your coaches do to get you prepared? What did I do to prepare? Um, and was there any psychological preparation when you think back on it? Well, yeah, because, you know, if we go to high school – I was probably 145 pounds or something. So I had my headphones in and I listened to music to, you know, psych me up to get me more ready to play. And what's the other? Yeah, I just had to get out there and once again, inflate how I thought things were going to go. Okay. What do you mean by that? So it could be like, well, me and the coaches don't get along. I'm smaller than everybody, and our team's not that good. But it was – I'm probably going to set a record today. <laughs> okay, so you, you you had a positive attitude about what you wanted to do, but there was negative stuff in your head about yourself. Not necessarily about myself. Just reality. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, like – I'm 145 pounds, and, and this 280-pound guy's trying to tackle me. So if I make the wrong move, if I don't do, if I'm not sharp, I could get hurt or get injured. So I have to go out there and play as if I'm the biggest guy on the field. If that makes sense. So, from an attitude perspective, you had a really positive attitude, but it's also realistic that I got to be smart with what I'm doing, or I'm going to get smashed. Yeah. Okay. One missed cut. And I'm out of the game. And did that happen? No. Not for the most part. I only had one injury, and that was my knee. Ran into a teammate. But other than that, team durable here. Okay. So I'm sure you played with guys whose attitudes pretty much were in the toilet. Yeah. Okay. Because? You know, a lot of people have a lot of things going on outside of sports. There you go. And then when, you know, it's hard to compartmentalize and get there and say, all right, this is what I'm doing and this is separate, if that makes sense. Because some people's life just boils over to everything else. And that's where the whole preparation part comes in about how you mentally get yourself ready. We all have distractions. We all have things happening in our lives. I don't care who you are. You've got to deal with those things. So if you're going to go out and compete in your sport, you've got to block that stuff out before you play or you shouldn't go play. Right? Yeah. Like LeBron James, he can't play this year thinking it's my 20th year, I'm slow, everybody said I'm gonna, my game is going to fall off a cliff. He has to go out there and say I'm still the best player out here. Well, I'm going to throw another caveat in there. What, what about his son? I mean, what about going out and playing and worrying about his son? I mean, his son has a heart condition. Yeah. His son may never, you know, hopefully he'll be fine, but he possibility he might never, Ron and James may never play basketball again simply because of what happened to him. Yeah. Well, hopefully he will, but, you know, he may not. So, yeah, you're LeBron James. You're, you're still playing at an excellent level, but you've got this other stuff going on. And plus, he's got a million other things going on in his life besides basketball. Yeah. So that's where the preparation part comes in. You have to block. Have you ever given a public speech before? Yep. Okay. Did you get nervous beforehand? Yeah, a little bit. See, I'm a, I'm a comedian, so I still get well, nervous I, I before knew, every I, show. I knew you were a comedian. We, we figured that one out. Just by, <laughs> no, no, okay. So, so, but when you go have to perform, present, yeah, 
you've got to be prepared for what? Got to be prepared for them to not like you that day. Like anytime you get in front of people, that could be the case. And then how do you handle that? So that's the attitude part. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you go in there with a negative attitude, what happens? Well, for me, I'm good, so I still end up great. But but it could end up. Okay, we're not. Maybe maybe we need to have a session about inflated egos here. <laughs> but no, but you ahead. see, but that's kind of what I have to to do. Even if I go in negative, like I didn't sleep much last night, or it's not what I was expecting from the crowd, or the guy right in front of me was just like you know similar to my style. I still have to go out there and, you know, believe that some great things are going to happen. Okay, so Cavell, let me ask this question. That that approach that you just talked about right there, did that, as a comedian, when you're going out to perform, do you think some of that came from, comes from, as a 145-pound high school football player, you had to inflate yourself to think you're going to do well? Oh. And i got to be ready to get squashed, so you got to... As a comedian, you go out there to perform. you got to be ready to have a bad show and what people are going to say negative stuff about you. For sure. For sure. I even have to have that mindset in fatherhood. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a whole other session. Okay. But what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at today is, like I said, no one's called in yet. I'd, I'd like to get some, we can get some calls in. As a coach, what do you do to get – what do you say to your team before they play? What do you say to your individual athletes? What – Preparation, focus, attitude, confidence. To me, the keys to success. If you disagree with those, what what other words would you throw in there? What other topics would you say are important to your athletes, to your team succeeding? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. If you're an athlete, what do you, what do, you do to get ready to play? You know, everybody's always physically stretching out. But are you mentally stretching your mind as well? Are you getting your mind into the right place? I've had so many people who will tell me they get anxious. They're worried. They're scared. So we'll address that. I think a lot lot of people are afraid to address that stuff. Their fears of, I'm afraid to screw up. I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to let people down. And that's the, that comes into the attitude part where that negative attitude comes in. And even understanding why I feel this way, you know, because a lot of people feel a way but don't really understand why. And like you broke down to me, I look at before I perform or go in front of people the same way as a 145-pound athlete in high school. So, like, a lot of people don't have that understanding. Well, okay, here's the word that connects to all this the word is fear okay we all have fears i mean a lot of us are afraid that when we pass away and we're going to die a lot of people are afraid of getting injured you play sports a lot a lot of athletes are afraid of getting injured missing time fear of their career ending fear of not being able to play their sport anymore somebody behind them taking their job well it's like it's like i had a session with a, a professional soccer player Thursday, actually Friday morning, and and we talked about this. I said, you know, somebody's going to take your place one day. I mean, she's she's a star. She's a great player, up and coming athlete. She's she's young, and and I said somebody will take your place sometime, but you can't worry about that. You have to focus on what you're doing because if you worry about that, then you play with fear, and that's a restriction in your mind. 
All right. Our phone number here is 913-3810-810. Love to hear from you if you're a coach, you're an athlete. We're talking about what I call the keys to success, preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence. What are your thoughts on that? What what words would you throw in there? Do you agree with those words? Do you think there's something else that that's important? You know, communication, obviously, is a big part of it. And and being a good listener is a, a big good part of it. But I'd love to hear if you're a coach or an athlete, what are your thoughts on this? 913-3810-810 is the number. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour here at our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Look forward to doing the show with you every Sunday morning here from 7 to 8 a.m. Kansas City time. Our shows are podcasted everywhere, as I've mentioned. And today I'm talking about what I call the keys to success. If you're an athlete, you're a coach, there's so many topics we can bring up, so many words that play a key role in your team's performance. You know, how you get ready physically, how you, you stretch out your, your muscles. But do you stretch out your mind? Mentally, what do you do? And I talked about what I call the keys to success, the four key words that I focus on with people when I work with them. Preparation, focus, attitude, confidence. Preparation is how you get ready across the board mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, nutritionally. Focus, what are you concentrating on when you're playing? But more importantly, what are the distractions that get in the way of the way you play? You can have a positive, negative, or realistic attitude, as I like to say. And then that comes back to the foundation of all of its self-confidence. How you believe in yourself. And what I found, perhaps more than anything else in, in those four words, is that preparation is probably the biggest key to your confidence being where you want it to be. You know, where you focus, what you get distracted by gets in the way, what kind of attitude you have. But if you're, if you're not properly prepared, and I, and I mean this sincerely, if you're not properly prepared across the board, then you're not going to be ready to deal with negativity. You know, whatever sport you play, and it doesn't matter what level you're at, you're going to fail. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to screw up. Something's going to go wrong. And I know so many people that I've worked with, when they screw up, they get all ticked off. I mean, you know, golfers throw their clubs, tennis players slam the ball into the, the, the net behind the fence behind them. You know, baseball players will, you know, throw their bat. Football players take off their helmet, slam it to the ground. I mean, it, it can go across the board. And so, so much to me about preparation is how you prepare for negativity or failure. How you prepare for when you make a mistake. How you prepare for when things go wrong. And I think that if, if, if you're a great athlete, you're going to have a game plan on what you need to do when things go wrong. So, Cavell, let me ask you this question. So, when you played, did you prepare for failure? Or did you just think, I'm not going to fail? What was, what was the way you looked at it? Did I prepare for failure? So I, I guess I you know what I, first, you know what do you think I mean by that? Did I 
So, okay, so we were talking about when I do shows. Right now, I prepare for failure. The show could go bad. You're talking about as a comedian? As a comedian. Okay. Or if I have to give a speech or hold a meeting, it could go bad. And that's the chance I take by doing it. But I didn't have that then. I guess I wasn't prepared for failure then. So failure was a lot tougher to deal with than it is now, if that makes sense. Why? Well, because I didn't have that understanding of if I come out here to play football today, the chances of me failing are very high. And I didn't, ha- I didn't have that level-headed thinking about it. It was more of a, I'm going to go out here, things are going to go great. And then if it didn't go great, it rocked my being, if that makes sense. In 1990, when I was the Royal Psychologist, George Brett won his third batting title. And I watched him the whole year, how he dealt with success and failure. I had many, many talks with George. I admire him immensely. Um, and one of the things I picked up from him was, you know, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. He bats 330. Okay, so basically gets a hit one out of every three at bats. But one of the things that, that he, he talked really about, and I've talked about this with so many, so many athletes, is quality ABs, quality at bats. You know, if if you, ex- I think everybody, well, if you have the right attitude, every baseball player comes up to bat with the expectation I'm going to get a hit. But I think the great players focus on, I want to make contact. I want this to be a quality AB. They don't focus as much on the hit as much on making a quality at bat to get a hit. I know I've worked with, with field goal kickers. Um, my former coach, Nick Lowry, you know, should be in the Hall of Fame. When he retired in 1996, he was the most accurate kicker in football, and he kicked more field goals than in football history. But because he, the Chiefs never made it to the Super Bowl when he was here, you know, he didn't get that, that the accolades or, or recommend, you know. The, the validation. Validation perfect word, yeah. And he, he would talk about it here on the show. You know, um, he went through a visualization process before every game. And he would usually be one of the first players at the stadium, and he'd go out in the field and he'd visualize, start it, you know, kicking short field goals, going back to a 50-yarder, and he'd do it both directions of the stadium because every stadium's different. He'd go out and visualize that. See, I know Harrison Bucker, we had him on the show a couple of years ago. He talked about that as well. It's one of the reasons I think he's so good. He takes the time to mentally prepare himself, as he shared in the interview, to get ready. So, it, it but but also... When when you make a mistake, okay, you have a, a game plan to come back from that. I mean, so I know George would talk about quality at bats. Maybe he hit the ball hard, it got caught. He was disappointed, it didn't fall in, but it was, it was good at bat. I mean, if you're a pitcher, you know, Tom Gordon, who, who worked with me for, for 20 years, his whole 20-year career, he's been on the show many times with me, had the major league record for 54 saves in a row. And, and Flash, as he was known, okay, we had a game plan. Every pitch, the next pitch, the next pitch. A great story about him, which we talked about here on the air, was a game when he was pitching for the Cubs, and they were in Houston. And I was there. And Thomas came in the ninth inning and got the save. He struck out the side, but also walked the bases loaded. But... After the game, well, after the game was over, what was interesting was the pitching coach 
had him have me come down to the uh, locker room because the pitching coach was so irritated at the umpire because he said, look at all the everyone. Almost every pitch he threw was like right down the middle. But say some were called balls, some were called strikes. But Thomas attitude. And we had talked about this extensively. The next pitch, the next pitch, the next pitch. He didn't worry about it. He said, Doc, I can't control what the umpire does. I just got to focus on me. And that's where the preparation part came in. So these are athletes who've set you know, great records. I mean, Nick Lowry, the Chiefs were in the playoffs against the Dolphins. I can't remember what year it was, 91-92. He'd made 21 kicks in a row. And we're playing the Dolphins in Miami. He makes three field goals, so he's got 24 in a row. Chiefs are driving the score at the end of the game. They were down by less than a field goal. And Steve DeBerg was the quarterback, and I remember the play. Dave Zock got called for a holding, left guard. Number 79 got a hold for a holding. Back then, it was a 15-yard penalty. The ball got moved back. Nick comes in to kick the game-winning field goal. Well, behind the field goal were these two giant doors, which they opened up, and wind was blowing in. And he crushed this kick. In fact, I've seen the video of this many times. Chiefs players on the sideline were jumping up and down. Right less than a foot, but I think it was about a foot in front of the crossbar, the ball just fell because the wind knocked it down. Yeah. After that, he, he talked about it and said, look, he talked about it on the show. He said, look, I prepared for everything. I couldn't prepare for that. All I could do was do the best I could. I kicked, kicked the blank out of the ball. And it was, if you look at the, the video on that, it was right down the middle and just fell right in front of the crossbar. He made 24 in a row. should have been 25. That's sports. Failure is going to happen. So I think that's where the preparation... What I'm trying to get at today is, is if you're a coach, if you're an athlete listening to our show, this is a podcast, when things don't go the way you want, mentally you have to have a way to handle that and respond to that in a positive way, and that's where the focus and attitude comes in. And then that's where the confidence comes in. Because what I've seen with these great athletes who've set records and and working with the Olympic cycling team back in the 80s, our national team, we won nine medals in the 84 Olympics. I won any in 72 years. We talked about that there. I mean, they had to, in the Olympics, they had to keep succeeding or they're done. So we had a game plan. and, And I'll probably have one of the cyclists on a show here in the future talking about this whole topic because the team pursuit squad won a silver medal we overcame all kinds of adversity to get there a a wheel fell off of the first qualifying ride a crash happened the second qualifying ride we either had to qualify or we don't we qualified fifth fastest go to the quarterfinals beat the the danes were the the fastest team in the world we beat them by one one hundredth of a second in a 12 12 lap race get to the semifinals against the West Germans, defending world champions, lap them so we get to the finals, gold medal ride. One of our cyclists, four four guys ride this race. His pedal strap stripped his foot came out of his pedal at the start of the race. Race went on. We got second place to Australia. That's just sports. So how you prepare for all these things is so important. So preparation Focus, attitude, confidence. I think these are the keys to success 
the main keys to success in sports. You know, I'd love to hear from you if you want to get a hold of me. There are a lot of ways to reach me. My office number is 816-561-5556. I work with people all over the country via telehealth. You can send me an email at drj at com. My website is com. Our podcasts are heard everywhere. And I encourage people to listen to this and think about this. What are, you know, how do you prepare mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, nutritionally? What are the things you do to get ready? Are you ready for negatives? With focus, do you take the time to get prepared and be ready to deal with the distractions externally and in your head? What are the things you think about that distract you? Three kinds of attitudes, Cavell pointed out, positive, negative, realistic. I always talk about having a positive, realistic attitude. And then that takes us to confidence, the foundation of all of it. The ability to believe in yourself, believe in your skills, believe in what you can do. Call it PFAC, preparation, focus, attitude, confidence. Those four words, if you take the time to look at what those four words mean to you, how you can utilize those in your mental preparation for your your competition you're going to have a much greater chance to succeed and do well once again i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs i hope you enjoyed the show we're here every sunday morning from 7 8 a.m as i said our shows are podcasted everywhere hope you enjoy what we're talking about love to get your comments and feedback anything you'd like me to talk about be glad to hear from you on that cavell hudson my good friend great job today love your comments and uh I want to hear about the next uh, comedy routine you have, how well prepared you do. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you next Sunday here in the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.